your journey will evolve and change as time goes on and you need to be flexible enough to change with it. It's okay to try something new and it's okay to completely pivot if your current path isn't serving you well. Welcome to the Dreamer to Entrepreneur podcast, a show designed to motivate and inspire women to stop sitting on the sidelines of life and finally take action towards accomplishing their dreams. Join us, Brittany Hughes and Amanda Benedict, as we share business advice, as well as our own experiences of starting and building a successful business while also juggling mom life. You'll also hear from other amazing women who bring their own message and advice to the show through inspiring interviews. It's all collaboration over competition here. Get ready to dream big, take action, and always show kindness. Let's dive in. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Dreamer to Entrepreneur. We have Shannon Sheehan with us today, and we are so excited to chat with her about all things branding, website design, photography. She is the queen of creativity, and she is the one that created our beautiful podcast landing page. So we are so grateful to her for that. We absolutely love it. We've received so many compliments. And so we figured she would be a great person to bring onto the show. And because I feel like the beginning of the year is when a lot of people, businesses do kind of like a rebrand or need a website refresh. So just to give you a little spiel about her, she is a creative entrepreneur who helps her clients with a variety of tasks, focusing on product photography, brand creation, and website design. So welcome to the show, Shannon. Thank you. So yes, I'm Shannon Sheehan. I label myself as a creative entrepreneur, like you said, focusing on product photography, brand creation, and website design. I live in Connecticut with my husband and my two little kiddos, and I've been freelancing for almost five years now. Wow, I didn't know it was that long. Yeah. So I could tell you a little bit about my story and my journey. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of like dipped my toe into the entrepreneurial world back in 2014 when I created my first Etsy shop. I sold custom wedding coloring books for kids at weddings oh, and yeah. custom. Yeah, no, it was really cute. And so I would like create like the little bride and groom. And then I also did custom family portrait illustrations. And it was like a total side gig. I didn't make a lot of money. I never knew this. Yeah, no, like, so it's still live right now. You can still go to it. I don't do custom anymore, but I do have templated coloring books and like wedding downloads you can buy. I wasn't making a lot of money. I was like making like hundreds of dollars per year. But it got me excited about the possibility of working for myself and like seeing that it could actually happen. So I guess my current like entrepreneurial journey started in 2018 when my daughter was six months old. I was working remotely for my corporate job. I worked at a textbook publishing company as an art director uh-huh. and... Yeah. So I was working remotely and I had this little baby sitting with me in my office mm-hmm. for all of my meetings. And I was trying to keep her quiet because this was pre-COVID and like <laughs> remote working was unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I was trying to keep her on her nap schedule and like trying to 
feed her around my meetings. And by the time she was six months, I just knew it wasn't going to be sustainable for 40 hours per week. And we probably wanted to grow our family eventually. And I personally didn't want to send her to daycare, which was just like a personal preference of mine. So I just started searching the internet, like a lot of us do, trying to figure out how I can work from home. And I found Michaela Quinn's OTO course, now Live Free Academy. And I dove into that in the fall of 2018. I would work during the day at my full-time job and then at night creating this freelance business. It was not easy, especially with a little baby. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, my husband helped me out a lot. So that was really helpful. But it took me an entire year to feel comfortable enough to leave my corporate job. I wasn't making as much money because it was very part-time, but I felt in a secure place that I could do that. I just started working as a photo editor and a virtual assistant. And then after a while, I was able to add on product photography, copywriting, graphic design, website design. So over the past five years, I've been able to work with a lot of different clients doing a variety of different things, which I think keeps it interesting for me. From each of those different avenues that I've tried, I've just learned so much and I've been able to apply it on different aspects. They all like, they're all creative. They all come together. I feel like there's kind of like two different types of entrepreneurs, the ones who know like exactly what their niche is going to be right off the bat. And then the ones who don't. Mm -hmm. And when I started, I definitely didn't know my specific niche. All I knew was that I needed something to do that was creative in order to like thrive and survive as a freelancer. So I think because of that, like I gave myself the flexibility to pivot and try new things whenever I need to, but staying within like the creative realm. Yeah. Well, and I think kudos to you for doing that because I I think that's one thing that kind of stops people from getting started is that they don't know, they don't have a clear vision. And I mean, I know just looking back at my journey when I started as a VA and then I thought I wanted to be a Pinterest manager. So I did that. And then I found podcast management and did that. And it's like, even if you do have like a clear vision of what you want to do throughout the years, it, it still changes so much. So the fact that you just dove in without knowing exactly what route you wanted to take. I think it's great. How did you get into photography? So like, I know you said you started out editing photos. So has photography always been like a hobby or something you've been interested in? I got my first camera like right out of high school. And when I got to college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I became a studio arts major. I was also a psychology major. I was dual major and I concentrated on photography. So that was my main focus. So I learned a lot in college, but I was also able to take all of the studio arts classes. So like drawing and painting and sculpture and printmaking, which I think has really helped me as a freelancer with all of that type of background, learning all of that. So when I got out of college, again, I had no idea what I I wanted to do. I thought I was going to go back to be an art therapist. I ended up working at a nursing home and it was just a little bit too emotionally hard for me. So that was not the route I took. I took photos of some newborns and I did a wedding, but working with 
people is hard as a photographer. So I started photo editing. I knew how to do that. I was like, I'm going to become a freelancer. I can photo edit. So I found two photo editing clients and I worked with them for a while. Then I was like, you know what? I can take photos in my house, in my office. So I bought the materials slowly that I needed, backdrops and lighting set up. And I found a subscription box that needed a photographer. And I started working with them. And then from there, it just grew and grew. So my niche, I guess, with product photography was subscription boxes. And I have five or six clients that I still like I work with now. And I love working with them, taking their photos every month. So cool. Yeah. I know we do have a lot of listeners that are boutique owners or, you know, they have a product-based business. So do you have any tips that you can give to them for photographing their own products? Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple things that you should definitely try to focus on when you're having your photo shoot. And I know for people that aren't photographers, it can be pretty overwhelming. Try to give yourself a lot of time and give yourself grace and you'll get better as you go on. But probably the the biggest things would be just try to stay on brand and keep your photos looking cohesive so people recognize you. Also your composition, you want to clearly show what product it is. You don't want to you know, have all these different props that can be distracting. You want to be able to show that product clearly for your viewers. So, and also try not to get too funky with your cropping and try to make it look too artsy. I think compositions are really important. The third would be lighting. You need to properly light your photos when you're taking them. You want them to be bright enough. You want them to look nice crisp and clear. There's different ways you can light your photos. You can use natural light. So you can be by a window and get the bright light coming in, which looks really nice. Or you can use artificial lighting. So like a a studio setup, which is what I usually use because you can get really bright, nice lit photos with not too many shadows. And then the fourth thing is to always edit your photos. If you don't have like the Adobe suite, which, you know, if you're just starting out, you probably wouldn't, you can download the free Lightroom app on your phone. It has everything you need in it. And you can take pictures right in that app. So you're not bogging down your camera roll, which is really nice. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Take them right in there and then you're good to go. The like, Biggest things I think you should focus on when you're editing is probably bumping up the exposure a little bit, adjusting the shadows and the highlights, uh, make sure your white balance looks nice. If you're selling a product, you don't want the colors to be off. You don't want it to be too warm or too cool. So like too blue or too orangey. You really want it to look natural. Make sure you crop out random stuff around the edges that's distracting and looks unprofessional. And then you can just sharpen a little bit and bump up the clarity, create a preset out of that in that Lightroom app. So you can just use it over and over again. So you're not going in and making those adjustments every time. It'll give you like a good base. So taking the time to either learn how to do it or, I mean, it does take patience. It will pay off. Most of your customers are online shoppers. 
your photos represent your brand and your product and you want them to be top notch. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it might take a while to learn, but I feel like as a product-based business owner, that's kind of just should come along with the territory. Like you, it's either you hire a professional like you, Shannon, and send off your Mm -hmm. products so you can do that, or you learn to do it yourself. If you are a business owner, you need to have professional quality content. Yeah. It's essential. Yeah. 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 When it comes to web design, tell us the process of when somebody reaches out to you and they are interested in website, like they're a new business owner. What does the process look like to work with you? Like, what do you do with them? Yeah. So I got into branding and web design last year and it's just kind of taken off and I'm really, truly loving it. So they'll reach out to me and we'll have our discovery call where I can learn a little bit more about what they need, what types of pages they want, if they're going to need their logo created and their entire branding package. And then I send over their proposal. And then once we start working, they fill out a branding questionnaire, which is kind of extensive, but it really helps me get a good idea of what their aesthetic is, what they want. Um, I learn about their business, their competitors, different words they associate with their business, which really helps me create a custom branding for them. So we start off with that and I start by creating their color palette. I get their typography all set. Then I create their logos and I give them different options. And we go back and forth until we've ironed everything out and it's exactly the way they want. And then we hop on a strategy call and we will go through page by page the copy that'll be on each page. So I create a copy and content outline for them where I have everything kind of laid out and all they need to do is fill in the copy for me for each page. Once they do that, I start designing. I start with the home page first. And if that gets the green light, then I move on to each consecutive page after that. I add in all of the plugins that they need. You know, if they have a scheduler or an email newsletter, if they have a shop page, we add in, I'll add in all of that for them. And then Right before we launch, I create a video library tutorial on how to maintain their website. So I'll show them the back end, how to do updates. You know, if they want to add a product down the road, I show them how to do that and how they can edit text, all those different things, how to update their plugins. And then we launch and everything's passed over to their domain. And I am there for 30 days for post-launch tech support. How many pages do you recommend for a website? I guess it depends on the business, but... It does depend on the business. If you're a newer business, you know, you've niched down, you know what your your services are. I think you can launch with four or five pages, a homepage, an about page, a services page, a contact page, and then maybe a shop page or a blog page. Okay. Shannon does a lot of the branding and design for several of my podcast clients. So as far as podcast goes, she can create like a full website, like she was just talking about, and even a simple landing page, like what she did for Dreamer to Entrepreneur. Yeah. I feel like a lot of newer businesses, they can just launch with a landing page. That's all they really need if their budget doesn't 
have room for an entire full website suite with all the different pages, a landing page is perfect. Yeah. And I feel like photography, both of these kind of go hand in hand. I think it's awesome because you honestly don't see a lot of web designers that have photography experience. And so I think the fact that you can bring that expertise and knowledge and kind of combine it with web design so you know really how to bring a website to life, I think that's just awesome. Yeah. My web design clients, when they start working with me, I send them a photography guideline packet. So it lays out the photos that I think are the best for them to have on their website. I know not everybody can have a professional branding photo shoot, but you know that's kind of where my expertise comes in handy because I can give those tips on if they send me a photo and the sun is shining on their face, I'd be like, oh, can you try doing that indoors near a window, but not in direct sunlight so you don't have those hot spots on your face? Or if they send me a photo that's kind of dark, I can just go in and brighten it a little bit because I have those photo editing skills. You know, I'm not going to do a whole like photo editing thing for them, but those quick little tweaks, I want their website to look nice and professional. And if they have to take the photos on their smartphone, that's totally fine. They can turn out nice, but we do want to see their face. How do you know if somebody is ready to hire you? Like if we, for the new business owners that are listening and they're kind of like, well, I haven't invested in a website yet. How do you know Mm -hmm. when it's time to get that website up and going? For sure. Honestly, when you first start, you don't need a website. Your portfolio is perfectly fine. I think once you've found your specific niche, you know, you might try different avenues at first. Like you were saying, you tried Pinterest management and then, you know, then you got into the podcast management. If you had made a website right off the bat, you would have had to totally scrap that and start over. So once you know what you're trying to focus on and you're making, I think, consistent money to put in that investment into creating a website, then you should take the leap and make that website for a service provider. Now, if you're a product-based business selling either like physical items or digital items, creating your website storefront is going to be crucial to get eyes on your product. So it's going to give you somewhere to send your potential clients. So I think product-based businesses should do it pretty darn quickly. Yeah. And it is an investment but it is, it's so worth the investment. Interesting thing that I just heard Jenna Kutcher say in one of her most recent episodes, she said that she updates her website or like does an, a website refresh every January. And she feels like it's almost important or crucial for her business to kind of keep that, keep it like new and fresh. How often do you think people should be refreshing their website? Or is it kind of just something where, you know, you create it once and then you just leave it like that forever? (laughs) I think, I mean, if you can refresh it once a year, I mean, Jenna has the funds to do that. Yeah. (laughs) If you can do a refresh, that's amazing because you can stay on brand with your colors and everything, but still like tweak it enough to make it exciting, Mm -hmm. which a yearly refresh would be amazing. I think... Once you have everything laid out, if those are your services, I don't think you need to go in 
and tweak things too much. I'll give you the instructions on how to do it if you need to. But I, I think continuously adding new services, absolutely you need to add that in. If you're a podcast, adding in the episodes is obviously crucial. If you're a service-based business, adding in new portfolio, new testimonials is crucial. So keeping it fresh that way, as a as a regular service provider, you don't need to do a total overhaul too often. Awesome. Well, Shannon, if anybody listening wants to reach out to you for product photography or branding or web design, where can they find you? Tell us all the details. Sure. Um, my website is shannonshean.com. And I'm only really active on Instagram, which is at shannonshean.designs. Perfect. This was awesome and very informative. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to our mommy show. Please subscribe and share with all your friends. See you in two weeks. Have a good day.